forgot to share with you when I was up at Mackinac Island in July, one of the funniest things that I saw while I was there. Would you like to know what it was? I would love to know. You've been to Mackinac before. I have never gone on the island. No. Oh, really? Oh, it's delightful. It's like stepping, there's no cars allowed. Right. And so it, it's all bicycles and then horses and carriages. I mean, it's it's just such a cool experience. So anyway, so we were um, sitting out in the park kind of at the center of town and there was some live music playing. And so we were just sitting there and enjoying that. And I looked over to the road and there was, there was a, a carriage. It was like a flatbed trailer being pulled by two horses. And do you want to know what was on it? Being pulled by horses? Amazon Prime packages. And I thought that was the greatest thing. Oh, they were delivering Amazon Prime The horses pr- Prime were by, delivering by horses. Amazon Prime. How great is that? Wow. Talk about like mixing new. I don't know if it's two-day delivery or not on the island, <laughs> but it was absolutely fantastic. That's great. I have a question to ask you about. Uh, Mackinac. Sure. You crossed the bridge. We did. The bridge was built 1958 or something like that. Okay. Late 50s. What did they have before that? I don't know. Did they? Ha- could you connect at that point? I or don't did know. Did you have to drive? Was the upper completely? Uh, well, you could drive through Wisconsin. Yeah, but I mean, but you couldn't get to the upper peninsula from the lower. And peninsula. you'd be so close. <laughs> so close. That, did, did well, you, you'd take a boat. You'd take a ferry. Yeah. You I mean, sure, yeah, you sure, that, you sure that was it? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, we'll look it up. But anyway, I just thought you'd get a kick out of the horses delivering two-day I love that. That's packages. a great, great oh, image. I wanted to get a picture do, of do it. Do they allow drones? No, I do not believe. There are, I, I don't think they're allowed. So they drones. couldn't drop the packages. No, I, w- I don't know if you'd want to take it over the lake anyway. But yeah, the horses, they were just absolutely great. We had a, a little tour of the island. We took the girls on a horse ride, and we had Rusty and Ruby. Those were the horses. I bet the I bet the girls loved. Oh, that. they loved it. Yeah, it and was, their dad did too. I I I love horses. They're so cool. They're big animals. I, don't I saw wild horses. You did what on your trip? On my trip. I think we're going to be talking about trips. Yeah, they, they all were summer. in uh, the Theodore Roosevelt National Park in North Dakota. Can you tell nobody's traveled for at least two by, years? By the way, folks, uh, Welcome. this is Father Herb, and that's Michael. <laughs> wow. Uh, Remember if, if, when I said a couple of weeks ago that now that we record podcasts, this is our only time to catch up during the week. Yeah, I'm we're still here. talking about our vacations. Uh, I can't show pictures uh, as part of the podcast, but no. I would if I could. All right, so here's the deal. We're in August, getting towards the end. August 22nd is this weekend, and we've got and a beloved tradition coming back. We have a celebration of, for the parish. It's called the Big Party. And it's really a big party. Yes. A little history. The first Mass for the parish was August 21st, which was a Sunday. At Perrysburg High School. And it was the 21st Sunday of Ordinary Time. In 2005. And then the following year, we had a picnic. Do you remember the first song we ever sang? Uh, it was not a great one. Seed Scattered and Sown? No, we sang All Are Welcome. All Are Welcome. You don't like that? Not my favorite. Well, we sang, uh, we had a prelude song, Seed Scattered I think we did talk song. about seeds yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. And then we had a, a picnic the following year. And we had picnics until one year it got transformed into the big party with food trucks. You know, I was thinking about the picnic when it was just a little bit smaller and we had it at the Eberly's house. Yeah, wonderful. And uh, the kids would go swimming in the pond and, you know, we weren't, our church was nowhere near the size that it is now, but it was still a neat time of community and just getting to see people and, and hang out. Yeah. 
it was great. But the big party really has become a wonderful um, replacement for the parish picnic. And, and of course, last summer we did not have it. The years before, the couple years before that, it was done in the evening after the five thirty mass. This year, it's going to be done right after the eleven thirty mass. Uh, there is going to be a live band. There's the, a bunch of what do you call those things? Those food trucks. Inflatables. Oh, inflatables. <laughs> Not yeah. inflatable food trucks. That would be gross. <laughs> inflatable people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then there are food trucks that uh, of different kinds of food. Yeah, I saw on the advertisement Johnny Rodriguez is doing the music, which is an excellent choice. Yeah. Who doesn't love Johnny Rod? He's a favorite Toledo musician. Is he called Joe Rod? No, Johnny Rod. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Rodriguez. Rod. He plays, he's a one-man band, but he... He's got drum machines. Oh, it's great. You're going to love him. I've heard good things. Yeah, he's fun. He's played actually at a parish picnic before. It's been several years, though. Okay. Now, meanwhile, meanwhile, back in church. Remember, that's why this podcast exists? (laughs) But the party's so much fun. (laughs) So is Mass. Yes, it is. Okay. This is week five of five. We went to from Mark's Gospel to John's Gospel, Chapter 6. Yep. And every third year, we we get five weeks in a row of John's Gospel, chapter six. It starts off with the feeding of the crowd with loaves and fish, and then we get four weeks of discourse on Jesus as the bread of life. Except this week, there was a little wrench thrown into it, and you're going to say, what was that, Father Herb? No, I'm not, because I remember last week's podcast. Okay, what was it for the people listening out there? We had the Feast of the Assumption fall on a Sunday this year. Okay, so let's take a, a step backwards and talk a little bit about what they would have heard for week four of five weeks of John's Gospel. Okay. Because it's kind of a significant passage that got skipped. Well, I don't, I don't think I'll read the whole thing, but I'm going to read parts of it. While you're pulling that up, I just have to point out this week, we finally get to see or sing, taste and see the goodness of the Lord as the responsorial psalm. And I know for a fact, in previous years when we've done this John 6 series during the summer, taste and see the goodness of the Lord has been the psalm for like two or three weeks in a row. I think maybe you just did it because you didn't know any other songs. No, 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 no I'm not that uncreative. But this year, there were different songs. I need to go back and figure out. Because it doesn't change. Are we in year B? Year B doesn't change. Year B Correct. is year B. So I need to go back and figure out how the Psalms changed or what okay. happened. So I'm going to start by reading chapter 6. Uh, it's verses 51 to 58. And I'm, I'm and that going, was what we were supposed to That's what to you read. would have had on August 15th. Jesus said to the crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Okay, I'm going to stop right there, which is, I did about two-thirds of the passage. Okay. So keep that in mind, that whole, it's very visceral, flesh and blood, yeah. eat and drink. And he's saying this, and it says, uh, 
Last, the last passage we had two weeks ago, it said the Jews murmured. This, this is hard to say. Now they're word. not murmuring anymore. Now they're quarreling. Right. Jesus, uh, the Jews quarreled among themselves it's saying. escalating. They, yeah. It, it's really kind of, um, they're getting upset. Well, and pause for a moment. L- try to listen to this with first time ears. Like we're very used to these texts and these images and what we believe the Eucharist to be in the year 2021. But imagine, really, what they were trying to understand as this man was saying this to, to them. Exactly. It's it's really um, it's really uh, confronting them with the reality of who he is. Yeah. And remember, they followed him because they were hungry. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, physically hungry, but also looking for something. Right. And sometimes he offered. Uh, Jesus offers more than we can deal with, we can handle. So I'm going to let you continue now for the passage for this week with what I read firmly planted in people's brains. They they were listening so well to you. Okay, continue with chapter 6, verse 60. So this is, it picks up right where Father left off. So many of Jesus' disciples who were listening said, this saying is hard, who can accept it? Since Jesus knew that his disciples were murmuring about this, he said to them, Does this shock you? What if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life, while the flesh is of no avail. The words I have spoken to you are spirits in life, but there are some of you who do not believe. Jesus knew from the beginning the ones who would not believe and the one who would betray him. And he said, For this reason, I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by my Father. As a result of this, many of his disciples returned to their former way of life and no longer accompanied him. Jesus then said to the twelve, Do you also want to leave? Simon Peter answered him, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What a, I mean, okay, the church does a lot of wonderful things, but the way that we have broken this up over five weeks and then we end with that is phenomenal. Well, it's not just the church. I mean, John. Give a little credit to John's John gospel. Did, John, is that the actual end of chapter six? Yes, it is. So the next verse in John's gospel is chapter seven. Correct. All right. I take back what I said. Good job, John. Good job, John. I found myself, like, that's very powerful to read. Oh, it is. And that's, it has more power when you think of what Jesus just said. He goes through this great, great effort of saying, I'm giving you myself, folks. You're you're, going to be as, you're going to be with me. You know, when he says flesh and blood, he's basically saying, I am going to be in you and you in me. We will become one. We call it communion for a reason. Yeah. It's union with. Uh, the C-O-M of communion means, from the Latin word cum, C-U-M, mm-hmm. means with. So union with. We're going to live in union with Jesus, and Jesus lives in union unity with the Father. Mm-hmm. Consequently, we are being connected with the Father through Jesus. And he talks about it in such physicality, uh, a physicality of flesh and blood, 
to draw us away from just sort of a, a mystical, um, you know, metaphorical relationship, but yeah. something that's very real. The, and then you take it one step further when, you know, we physically consume him every time that we go to communion. So it's, you're, you're right. It's not just this metaphorical, well, we are one. It's we literally take him into us for nourishment every time we go to well, Mass. Well, I think it goes back to probably St. Augustine originally, but other people have said it as well. Any other food that we take in becomes part of us. But when we ingest the Eucharist, we become part of what we receive. Mm -hmm. So we are called into divinity. I don't think most of us even have the nerve to say that phrase, mm -hmm. the divinization of humanity. But that's actually part of the, the whole mystery of Christmas incarnation. It's not just Jesus being born on earth, but taking flesh upon it. You know, he enters the flesh physically. Yeah. So that flesh itself is brought to a new level. You know, this this time of year in, in the heat of the summer, as you start to think about the holidays coming up in a few months, it's funny how we get excited again. Like, well, have you, have you noticed even last week we talked about Christmas in August? Uh, we, I mean, yeah. we didn't use that phrase, but we've been talking about Christmas a little bit too much, folks. Hey, uh, we've got several months till Christmas, Michael. I know, but I love snow and the music and the lights and it's yeah. just so good. We're going to have, uh, we have a one great big season before we have Christmas. It's called football. Yeah, <laughs> which is starting very, very soon. But yeah, so it's a beautiful conclusion to, you know, the last few weeks. It, in, in some ways, it makes me kind of sad that we do this during the summer because it's so Yeah, I agree with substantial. you Substantial. It would be it almost, in my opinion, not that anybody cares. It, I think this would be better in the fall, like September, October time. I, I care. Oh, you're so nice. But let's talk a little bit about that last line when Jesus says to the 12, okay, are you going to desert me too? How did Jesus feel when the crowd started to leave? Now, by the way, from what I recall reading in this passage, there was the big crowd mm -hmm. that he fed with loaves and fish, 5,000. Then they went to the Capernaum, and so the, the crowd was already dwindling. So this discourse is not to the big crowd, it's to a smaller crowd. Yeah. And then it's from that crowd that Jesus says, okay, some of these disciples, notice they even have the phrase, they're a disciple. So even the disciples are starting to uh, absent themselves and sure. say, this is more than we can handle. So they weren't just strangers. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask two questions. How did Jesus feel when some left? And then how did they feel? Did they feel like, oh boy, we've wasted our time? Or we followed the wrong person? Or I guess life is tough and it's, it's no fun, but I'm gonna go back to it because I can't quite put myself out for this. Right. Uh, but Jesus must have felt, did he feel a failure? I feel a failure anytime somebody quits the church. Yeah. Uh, if they, I especially feel it if they just turn their back on God. I feel it if they say, I'm done with the Catholic Church. Yeah. I feel it if, 
even when they say, I'm going to a different parish because I don't like the way this parish is doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, the human element, of course you, you feel hurt. You feel, I don't feel angry at them sometimes. I just feel like, did I fail? Yeah. So did Jesus ask the question, did he fail? Maybe the word is disappointed. I was thinking about that the other day. You know, do, do, have we, is it okay to be disappointed and to let people know that we are disappointed with something or the outcome of something? Michael, I'm disappointed. No. <laughs> we can talk a, about that later. I think sometimes it, it, it could be a very uh, kindly thing to say. Yeah. Um, and what, you know, we, again, we know how the story ends, but they were in the, in the midst of it, you know? And so what, what, what was their everyday experience? How, they were literally just trying to survive. You talked earlier, they were just looking for something to eat, right? So who did they follow next? Where did they get the next meal from? You know, it's also a reminder to all of us, especially the clergy type, not to think we're going to win everybody over. Sure. You know, there, there are people have a right to be wrong. (laughs) They have a right to look elsewhere. Sure. They, and it's not, not just that, but some people are not ready for it at a certain time. Mm -hmm. I've known people who, have to start three, four times, and then maybe, maybe then something clicks and they stay with it. I wonder too, did Jesus know ahead of time how they were going to react? Did he know, okay, what I'm about to say is going to be hard for them to listen to? Well, actually, I just read that from from the previous week. The passage I read that would have been on the 15th, it says... Um, He's looking. They yeah, can't see I'm, you. I'm looking. looking for the right passage. I just read it, but I was it, uh, or was it the passage that you just read? But it it does come up where he already knew that some would not accept him. Well, it was in what I read. He said, "Since Jesus knew that his disciples were murmuring, he said to them, does this shock you?'" That was from this week. Yeah. Is that what you were talking about? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well. Okay. Here it says, "Jesus knew from the beginning the ones who would not believe and the one who would betray him." Yes, that was all. So he knew from the beginning that there would be some who would not believe. Mm -hmm. So maybe belief is, well, we said belief is a gift. Now, I also think it's a gift that you have to avail yourself to. Sometimes uh, we're more likely to receive the gift if we're in the the company of believers. Yeah. However, what's interesting here, as you were saying that, I was thinking, how many times, though, do we bite our tongue when we know that we may be criticized or not accepted for for something that we are about to say that is true or should be said to people not in a mean way or a nasty way but just in a you know let's use our spirituality as an example how many times do we maybe not you know admit our belief or stand up for what we believe to be true because we're afraid of what other people might say or think or will they I, I, it to me so much depends. It's not it's not that I worry about what people might think of me, but whether or not people will hear me, yeah. that they'll pay any attention to what I say. Well, we put a microphone on you every Sunday, so chances are pretty good. <laughs> so Jesus says to the twelve, "Are you going to leave me too?" He put it right to them. Are you here for the long haul, or yeah. are you going to? Uh, 
you know, leave me scattered to the wind. You've, you've been following me. Remember, it's only chapter six of John's gospel. It's only chapter six. There's a lot to go. There's a lot to go. Are you going to leave? And Jesus is constantly asking us, are you here for real? Or are you just uh, getting happy about your faith at this time? And, you know, it's going to fall apart tomorrow. You know, I remember Bishop Hoffman always talked about we need people for the long haul. That was his phrase. Yeah. Not just somebody who gets excited today and is gone tomorrow. And unfortunately, I have seen that type of response to faith. But we, we want the long haul. And so Jesus is saying the same thing. Are you guys going to leave? And Peter, Peter, who often makes a mess of things, puts his foot in his mouth, once in a while comes through with something brilliant. And this is it. This is it. Let's hang on to it. Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. What more can be said? That is um, a great opportunity just to kind of pray and meditate just on, I don't have it broken down in verses. You probably don't either in the text in front of you, but if that's a verse there, just to kind of meditate on on those words of it's Peter. It's uh, verse 69 probably. Okay. Yeah, so just to, to take that and to to um, pray and meditate through that would be probably pretty powerful this week. Yeah. The, um, the other thing is, now that we have finished John 6, we get to look ahead to something different for next week. So I think the best thing to do is to try to, to soak in the end of this as we get ready for, obviously, the beginning of the school year is starting for many people. As we get ready for our our parish celebration of the beginning of our first our first Sunday Mass this weekend, um, and know that that is rooted because of what we believe. This is all great, and uh, let's continue to celebrate Jesus as the bread of life. All right, see you this weekend, and uh, take care. Amen. <laughs>